Hi, this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Majd. One of the biggest news stories of 2014 was the devastating Ebola outbreak in West Africa. Millions of people all over the world watched the seemingly endless news coverage of the epidemic as the reality of the disease spreading to other countries evoked our inner fears. But how much of this news coverage and internet attention is based on reality and how much of it is actually misinformation? Like I mentioned in my earlier podcast discussing Ebola, the media loves to run with these mysterious infectious disease outbreak stories. Of course, we all know that Hollywood thrives on making movies about rare, unlikely scenarios that threaten our common sense and increase our fear. Outbreak, 28 Days Later, World War Z, or I Am Legend, anyone? Yes, that's why today we're going to separate fact from fiction. If you're planning on doing any international travel this year, this is a very important episode to tune into. Today, I have the privilege of interviewing a physician with special expertise in foreign travel, particularly as it relates to Ebola. Joining us today is Dr. Karen Latimer, the author of a new book called Understanding Ebola, What the CDC Wants You to Know Now. But before I go on, just a short word from our sponsor that actually makes this podcast possible. Do you want to save more and invest for the future, but you don't have time to be a full-on investor? Well, Betterman.com helps you build a customized, low-cost portfolio that suits your goals. Thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterman delivers bigger gains than you likely get on your own by automatically rebalancing and trading. And their fees are the lowest in the industry, so by doing less, you actually get more for your money. Betterment, where life gets better. Learn more at quickanddirtytips.com slash offers where you can sign up to receive a $25 bonus when you make a deposit of $250 or more. Now back to our podcast. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Latimer. Let's start with the basics. How did you get the idea for this book? Well, you know, when the first outbreak started in Africa in March, everyone knew about it but wasn't so panicky. And then little by little, it started to feel like there was a real threat here in the United States and uh, the rumors started flying, and there was all this misinformation. I had my own kids coming home from school saying that all the kids were scared that they were going to get Ebola from kids who were coughing or sneezing in the school. And this kind of information, this bad information, is a dangerous thing. So I just wanted to be part of the conversation of people who are putting out good information, information vetted by the CDC, you know, information that would be helpful in stopping the panic and the hysteria. Yes, hysteria is never a good thing. How many cases of Ebola have been reported so far? Do you happen to know? Well, at last count, it's almost 18,000 cases of Ebola worldwide um, from this epidemic and almost 7,000 deaths. And this is um, quite possibly an underreporting because of all the people who haven't come forward with the disease. So quite possibly the numbers are much worse than that. Can you tell us exactly what is Ebola? Sure. Um, Well, Ebola is a rare, uh, very serious, often lethal virus, um, first recognized in 1976 with the first outbreak, um, which didn't even come close to comparing to this outbreak. Um, It's called a hemorrhagic fever because of some of the symptoms it produces. But what it actually does is attacks the collagen, which is what holds your body and your skin and your organs together. And that's how it kind of wreaks havoc on the body. Can you catch it by sitting next to someone who has the Ebola virus, like on an airplane? 
a lot of people think that it's very easy to catch Ebola, and in actuality, especially here in the United States, it's not. Your chance of getting Ebola from somebody just from sitting next to them is very, very slim. Um, you would have to be next to somebody for an extended period of time. You would have to have their body fluids come into direct contact with either your mucous membranes, your eyes, your mouth, or an open skin wound in order to catch the virus. And on top of that, that person would have to be very symptomatic in order to transmit the virus to you. And speaking of symptoms, can you tell us what the symptoms of Ebola actually are? Well, the initial symptoms um, really do mimic the flu. So when you think of the flu, you think of fever, headache, uh, fatigue, um, general um, muscle aches and body aches, and that's exactly how Ebola first presents. Um, but then it will go on to vomiting and diarrhea and um, multi-organ failure and shutdown and bleeding from um, the eyes and the mouth and bleeding, you know, bloody diarrhea and some, you know, pretty awful symptoms like that. Yes, indeed. Very awful. If one contracts Ebola, what are the treatment options? The only options we have right now are supportive care. Um, but when people get it soon enough and early enough, it can make a huge difference in terms of fatality of the disease. And supportive care would include things like replacement of fluids for all the fluids that are lost from the bleeding and the vomiting and the diarrhea. It would include things like antibiotics for any secondary infections that um, occur because of the way Ebola attacks the immune system. And um, you know, oxygen and respiratory assistance are often you know, mainstay in the treatment of Ebola. So currently, no cure. But do you know when there will be a vaccine for Ebola? No, I wish I did. Um, I think the CDC and the NIH and everybody wishes they did as well. Um, the NIH is working on a vaccine right now that um, shows some promise, but it's in the very early stages. There's a promising drug called ZMAP, which you may have heard about, which um, basically attacks, attaches antibodies to the virus itself and helps the immune system get rid of the virus. But it's, again, in the very early stages, and it takes a very long time to develop the drug. Um, so I don't think that we're that close to a vaccine or a treatment, although people are trying and there's a huge effort out there to get it done. What is the CDC doing to stop the epidemic and prevent more outbreaks? Well, the CDC uh, certainly has its job cut out for it. It's the... Um, you know, this is the largest international response of its kind ever for the CDC. And first and foremost, you know, they're trying to protect the American borders. So they're working with U.S. Um, border control and um, in the airports and educating people about screening for Ebola and how to detect it and what to do if you, you know, somebody is suspected of Ebola. Um, and they're putting kind of these protocols into place. But in addition to that, they're working with international agencies like the World Health Organization to improve the health care that the countries that the patients in West Africa are receiving to improve the education of the people in West Africa, which has been lacking, you know, severely lacking. And um, in general, just um, try to gain information, because if they could figure out how it started, where it started, um, that would give them a lot, um, give us a lot of hope for possibly um, preventing outbreaks in the future. So for people who are traveling, what are the new travel screening protocols in the U.S.? Okay, so the new travel screenings in the U.S. Um, started basically in early October when um, five U.S. airports began screening people from the countries who were affected by Ebola, um, Liberia, Guinea, Sierra Leone specifically. Um, of late, in November, the CDC also recommended that people from the country of Mali in West Africa were also screened because there were some um, sporadic outbreaks there in Mali as well. Um, and what happens um, is... 
when the passengers from those countries land, they're screened. Um, they have their temperature taken. They have a questionnaire they have to fill out, which basically just questions them about possible contact with somebody with Ebola. And if there is any risk at all, they undergo further screening. Um, but even if they're not deemed to be at a high or even some risk, um, any patient, uh, people from those countries have to um, monitor their temperatures and their health symptoms for about 21 days and report back. And they have to provide contact information um, where they're going to go and who they're going to be with. How can travelers protect themselves during international travel? Well, you know, as we said, it's um, probably a little less important to think about protecting yourself from Ebola. But at this time of year when everyone's traveling, um, really important to think about protecting you and your family from influenza and even the common cold. Um, it's certainly no fun to be sick on vacation. Um, and you can do things that um, might make you look a little crazy to your fellow passengers, like um, you know, to use antibacterial um, sanitizing wipes to wipe down your seat and the armrests and the seat back in front of you, um, which could, you know, limit any germs or viruses that are on those surfaces. Um, you want to make sure you stay very hydrated. Your first barrier to these infections is your skin and your mu mucous membranes, and the air on a plane is so drying um, that you don't want to end up with cracks and places that germs can kind of get into. So you want to stay very hydrated, drink before the plane, during the plane, after the plane. Um, and that'll also support your immune system. Um, when you use the bathroom, certainly, uh, more than in any other place, take extra care in, you know, washing yourself and, um, you know, your hands very well. And also keep your hands away from your face and, you know, don't put your hands near your mouth or your nose. Um, and when you get off the plane, I always, you know, recommend that people just take their clothes off right away. You know, germs can stay in your clothes. Just change as quickly as possible um, just to avoid, you know, kind of carrying those germs around. Yes, this is great information. I always tell my patients to use a mask if they're traveling and they're sick because the cold and flu viruses can be contracted via air droplets, unlike Ebola. But is there a way for travelers to boost their immunity before traveling? Sure, yeah, absolutely. There are things um, you can do to boost your immunity um, just in general, and this is sort of extra important when you're about to travel, considering you're going to be in this enclosed space with all these strangers for um, possibly hours. Um, but things like I spoke about staying hydrated, do that, you know, before you get on the plane. Um, make sure you get adequate sleep before getting on a plane. Um, make sure you're prepared to get on the plane because stress can uh, diminish your immune system. So as much as possible, try not to have a lot of anxiety and stress over your trip, but rather plan ahead so that you can kind of minimize that. Um, Eat, you know, just eating a diet rich in fruits and vegetables and avoiding caffeine and alcohol before getting on a plane can also help support your immune system. Uh, and if you're feeling, you know, a little run down or you're feeling like you just kind of can't get enough in a, your normal healthy diet, then you can take zinc, vitamin E, vitamin C, um, all in an attempt to sort of just support the immune system so that you can fight off any germs you might come into contact with on a plane. And what about those with kids? What measures should parents take when traveling with children? Right, because uh, traveling with kids is bad enough, and <laughs> um, traveling with sick kids is is terrible. So um, the same things that I spoke about f to do for yourself, you should do them doubly for your children. Um, you know, older kids are smart. Educate your older kids about the risk of germs and proper hand washing technique and keeping their hands away from their face. Um, help your kids 
you know, eat lots of fruits and vegetables, get lots of rest before traveling. For littler kids, I would recommend washing their hands um, frequently, um, using moisturizer after you wash them. So I know that can be really drying, especially on a plane, but but washing them, you know, every hour or so, um, you know, wash little kids' hands um, to try to protect them. Because, you know, certainly as bad as the flu can be for a healthy adult, it can be, it can be severe um, for a child. Well, thank you, Dr. Latimer, for your wisdom and expertise on not just the truth about Ebola, but these smart safety tips for international travel. If you'd like to learn more about Ebola and how to better protect yourself and your loved ones when traveling abroad, I encourage you to read Dr. Latimer's book, Understanding Ebola, What the CDC Wants You to Know Now. In light of all the media coverage surrounding this epidemic, it's vital to separate fact from fiction and get your information from a rational, reliable source. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook and Twitter pages. And you can even find me on Pinterest now. Please note, however, that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It doesn't substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Thanks again to our advertiser, Betterman.com, that makes this podcast possible. Do you want to save more, invest for the future, but you don't have time to be a full-on investor? Well, Betterman.com helps you build a customized, well-diversified portfolio of low-cost funds that you can tailor to your goals and your risk level. Thanks to their sophisticated software, Betterman delivers bigger gains than you likely get on your own by automating your savings as well as rebalancing your portfolio and reinvesting dividends. Even better, their fees are the lowest in the industry, and their highly trained customer support team is based in New York, so they can answer your questions anytime. Betterman is a high-quality, efficient, investing option that's safe, smart, and saves you time and energy. Betterman, where life gets better. Learn more at quickanddirtytips.com offers, where you can sign up to receive a $25 bonus when you make a deposit of $250 or more. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. If you have any future topic suggestions, you can email them to me at housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com. Have a healthy travel week. Betterment LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered by Betterment Securities, an SEC-registered broker, dealer, and member of the FINRA slash SIPC. Investments are not FDIC-insured, no bank guarantee, may lose value. Investing in securities involves risks, and there's always a potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Before investing, consider your investment objectives and Betterman's charges and expenses, not an offer, solicitation of an offer, or advice to buy or sell securities in jurisdictions where Betterment and Betterment Securities are not registered.